Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of the podcast, the Strategic Stripping Podcast. I am Valeska, and this is... Valentina Rose. Nice to see everybody, or nice to have you on our show. The question that we got for today is, what was our first time like? Uh, The question comes from a girl that has never been into a strip club before, and she's nervous to go in and check it out. So... The question is, what was our very, very first day like? What was our very first experience like? So I'm going to let you go ahead and start. Okay. So my first night actually working at the club, I I just want to say that um, I did tell another girl how much money I made, and she was very impressed. And I think I was impressed too, but here's how it went down. So... I went to the club that I had in my mind, and I pretty much, I guess, manifested it because I thought about it so much, and I looked it up, and I really wanted that specific club because of all the good reviews from the dancers and from the customers. So my first night, I showed up to the place, and they're very strict because they're known for good-looking girls, and they're very strict about how good your body looks. Not all clubs are like that, but... I would say a lot of them aren't nearly as tough on on the girls as Monza's. Yeah, and it's probably because even their slogan says the most beautiful girls, but don't be dis- don't be like disencouraged because there's clubs I've noticed at least there's clubs for pretty much everybody type I would say definitely so don't be disencouraged and there's a type for everybody like I mean that has that's neither there you know it's fine definitely so i went in on a i don't remember the exact date i don't i can't believe i don't think it was a tuesday because you said liz hired you she worked sunday through tuesday oh yeah yeah it had to be a tuesday okay so the first day i went in i didn't know if i was going to be allowed to dance really i just went in to ask for a job the house mom looks at me and says do you have your id on you because i need to make sure i was really young so i know she thought like okay she looks 17 i was barely 18 so she's like are you 18 let me see your id and then she's like okay and she tells me right off the bat hey because i was wearing dress pants like if i was going to go to a normal job interview and she goes i just want to let you know if you're not toned uh you can't dance here and i just kind of giggled because i've always been athletic and i just thought okay i thought to myself can't wait to show you what i have under so then (laughs) so then i was like okay that's fine and then she says okay get on stage you're going to be nude because it's a nude club by the third song. So I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing, but the beauty of it was like, I'm such an extrovert that I was like, okay, I don't really care. Let's do this. So I went up on stage by the third song. I was completely naked. Did you, well, hold on, hold on, slow down. So did you look at the stage? Did you see the girls that were on there? Did you feel intimidated at all? No, I didn't. I, I think that I was, so ready to dive in head first I didn't want to analyze the place I didn't want to put fear in my mind I didn't want I already had a comfort pillow knowing that I was in a completely different state from my home state and knowing that I didn't know anyone I just felt freedom that I knew that I wasn't good nobody I was never like nobody like I wasn't gonna know anybody it was fun and I was so motivated from all my little research I guess I would say of all these girls that they would say oh I make this much you know I was coming from being a waitress so Mm -hmm. I was like let me I was ready to dive in so then I just went to the locker room and I got stairs not mean stairs 
all the other girls, they obviously could tell that I was new, and they knew that that, that was my first night because, you know, they, they knew. Here's another thing that I need to let um, listeners know that I did from day one. And it helped me because I let my guard down way later, which is fine. You can do that. But me personally, I'm not even an introvert. But from day one, I kept to myself. I don't know where I got that from, but I just always in my mind, subliminally, I would always think to myself, I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to make money. And I would always put that in my mind. I just always did. And I'm like minded my own business I went to a little corner um I picked a chair put my stuff down I didn't even have a lock I just put my bags down and that was it and uh so anyway when I when I got um naked I didn't even have I don't think I had the proper shoes I'm not sure if I did or not but they were not strict about shoes there I think I just put normal high heels on so I got on stage and did my thing and the whole time I was dancing for the three songs it's one stage I just, I didn't feel shy at all, but you could see the vulnerability in my body, and I think that's what made me a lot of money, because men would ask me, are you new? Is this your first night? And I would say yes, and that is a lie you can get away with for a few weeks until you start seeing the same people. It's a good lie to make more money, but you don't even have to lie about it if it is your first night, because they can sometimes sense it. They can sense that you're new at this and there's a shyness to you but not really and there's an amateurness to you and it's kind of hot it's sexy for a guy to be like holy crap she's a newbie I know for the first week I noticed that I was making a lot of money because I was being honest that I was pretty new yeah or I would be like I've only been here for a week but then I realized like these are new faces and I got away with it for a few weeks after that and they would ask me or I would just bring it up. I'd be like, look, I'm, I'm really shy. Uh, I just started working a few days ago and I got away with that for a few weeks. Yeah, I good, mean, good. if it's a new face, just do it. Just say it. And, yeah. um, and sometimes they'll be like, no, that's what all girls say because, you know, sometimes they do. And I would just be like, well, ask any of these girls. I'm, I'm pretty new. I don't know any of them. Right. And I would just put myself out there. I'm like, no, I'm serious. I really don't know any of them. And I would just give them this genuine look, which technically I really wasn't pretty right. new. Right. And I would notice that they were more intrigued about that. Yeah. And not just that, but, I mean, little 18-year-old me, you could tell, like, in my face, I was really young looking. I'm still young looking, but for sure... Just the fact that they they know that you're not some hustler, even though I was, but my face showed, oh, no, I'm just little me, 18-year-old, just having fun. <laughs> okay, so. so you walk into the dressing room. Tell me your first impression. What were you thinking when you walked in? I was really excited. I just thought, like, wow, I'm really here after all this time. And I just, the whole, t- the whole time I was thinking what was I thinking? I think I was thinking something like, I'm one of them now. That's kind of cool because before I even did it, I would kind of admire the fact that they would make that much money. But I couldn't because I was 17. But I premeditated on it for a whole year. And I was like, as soon as I'm legal to do this, I'm going to do it. But that's different. I mean, that's me meditating on it for a whole year. It could be different for someone who is 18, 19 and still is hesitant 
just don't be hesitant to jump right in and and when you get to the club just don't be fucking just don't be scared just do it just do it just do it that's all i have (laughs) all right so what did you wear did you go shopping for an outfit did you just wear something no i don't don't think i did i think it was normal lingerie okay that's cool that's saves you a lot of money but but luckily um Right, I mean, you know, most clubs have this. There'll be a a woman or a guy. We have the guy who has the accessories. Yeah. Russ, remember him? Yeah, of course. I saw a bunch of cute stuff, and I was like, I thought to myself, maybe in a few weeks I'll um, buy some stuff. But no, it was like the next few days because I I made a lot of money. And okay, so then after that, I got off the stage. Go into your stage experience. When you got up there, were there a lot of people in there? I vaguely remember maybe one or two on okay. the stage. Okay, so nothing crazy? No, because it was during the week. And I and I purposely, I think I purposely went during the week because I didn't want to be crowded. Yeah, good. Probably very smart. Yeah, and it was, it was good. It was slow, and it was good for me to dip my feet in the water. Yeah, definitely. Okay, that's cool. All right, so the end of the night rolls around, and well, when I get off, when I get off, she asked me, "Do you want to go ahead and start?" And I was like, "Yes," and I started. The, you know, I did my thing, and it was really easy. It was really, really easy because my first lap dance <laughs> was like it was pretty easy. It was pretty easy. Like it was kind of like I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to know all these crazy moves. I kept thinking to myself, like, this guy or this man is really excited to have me <laughs> give him my present. Yeah. So if you if you go with that mentality, oh, that's a good tip. If you go with the mentality, instead of um, thinking so hard, because I know a lot of girls, one specifically was asking um, what are good dance moves. If you put in your mind, like, you know, he is so fortunate to have me even between his legs moving around. Who cares? If you start focusing on, am I moving the right way? Is he liking it? That that doubt will show in your body language, and he'll pick up on it. Yeah. It's any, any person, you don't even have to know how to read people to pick up that energy, to pick up that. So you just have to be like, yeah, this motherfucker is lucky he even has me here. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, and so that, that night I, I did make a lot. I think I made six hundred or something. Do you remember how you approached somebody? Do you remember the very first person you approached? Do you know why you approached them? I think oh, I think because it was such a slow night and it was very obvious that I was trying out. Ah, uh, okay. That I think that I think the approach was more like a guy was like, Is this your was that you trying out something like that? Because I went to the dressing room and put my stuff back on. And then went back to the front. So you can tell I got completely clothed, went back to the front. She told me, hey, you want to start? And I went back. So someone who is observing me is going to be like, wait a second. Why did she get completely clothed, walk up? You know, right. it was very obvious, very obvious that it was my first, like the tryout night. And so that, that, I think that was the conversation. And the guy was really intrigued, like, oh, my goodness. Like, this is really your first night. Let me. And I think they just want to be the first ones and that was how the conversation went down he's like well I want to be your first lap dance that's good yeah good stuff. after that I was when I went home I just looked at my money and I fell asleep so satisfied 
I was so happy. And I kept doing the little math in my head, like, oh my gosh, if I made this much in one day, I can just work four days a week and I'll be great. I really, truly miss the first year of dancing. Yeah. It's something so awesome that a lot of girls don't take advantage of, like, saving. And it's just, it is awesome. It really is. And so if you're listening to this and you're debating, don't. This is the best time to do it when you're a newbie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the club does really, really matter, too, though, I'll say, because when I first started, um, I I knew I liked, I mean, I definitely liked the money, but it was the first year that I was at Mons that really made a big difference. The first year I was at the same club as you, that's the one that I did really, really, really well. I did well before, too, but it wasn't like money like that. And when I started at Mons, it was the beginning of the economic downturn of like 2007 or 2008 or whatever. I think around the same time, close to the same time you were there, but I'm not sure. What year did you start again? I want to say 2011. Oh shit, never mind then. Okay, so I don't know where the bell curve was at for the economy. I don't know if it was coming back up or if it was down. What year did Start. Well, I started right when the economy started to tank. I started at Mons right when the economy started to tank. So, and I didn't even notice it. Like, all the girls, all the girls would bitch and complain all night about the fact that it was so hard to make money. And I was like, I'm fucking stacking up. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I didn't even realize the economy was tanking. <laughs> I didn't even know. That's proof right there that if you really focus on something, like if they're constantly focusing on, oh, it's been so empty for weeks. Who cares? It's quality. It's right. Not, exactly. You know, yeah. And then in the new state that I just recently, when I started dancing again, the first time I walked into a club, a couple of girls, they were like, hey, it's, they said something like, it's pretty empty. It's been empty lately. I hate that when girls say that. All. I hate that shit. That did not stop me at all. I was like, who cares? It's fine. You know, the few guys that went in were just perfect for me. Right, exactly. Walking inside and seeing that there is nobody there at all, that is no reason to be like, well, I'm going home. It's no reason to do that at all. I know because I've had many times where I walked in and there was nobody there and I thought, nope, not staying. And then I thought, you better freaking stay. And I did and I would make plenty of money. Just because somebody's not in there at the moment doesn't mean somebody's not going to walk in in five minutes and spend $500 on you. You know, you just don't know. You literally just don't know. So to walk in and it'd be totally dead, even if there's 15 girls working, it doesn't matter if the right oh, person yeah, that's likes another, you walks in. a huge in. one. A lot of girls get intimidated by the amount of other girls working. Yeah. A lot of them, but what you don't realize is, is that only 1% of the girls are doing the right thing and the 1% are taking all the other girls' money because there can be 15 girls at a time. They're either on the phone, uh, texting in the back, or bitching with other girls, which that's contagious. Yeah. And if you're listening, you can be that 1%. You can be that 1% to hack that shit in whatever club you're at. It doesn't matter how many girls are around you because half of them aren't even going to do shit. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this, then you put that in your mind. You're going to be that fucking 1% that goes in there and 
don't even worry about the girls. It fucking doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't Does matter. matter. I've heard so many customers say, there's a lot of girls and not one of them has come up to talk to me or they'll just come up and say, do you want to dance? No. Okay, they just walk away. You yeah. don't even introduce yourself, nothing. Yeah, it's crazy. And another thing to keep in mind is, it doesn't even necessarily need to stay 1% of the girls for you to keep making money. For example, you go into Mons and you make a lot of money and then all of a sudden I show up and I also make a lot of money. That doesn't mean that we're taking money away from each other. When I think I, it's a happy effect. I used to observe the girls that, just like you did, that would make a lot, that would constantly get dances and that's because they were the ones that were focused. And unfortunately, but I guess fortunately for you and whoever's listening, the other girls were just too busy just being there, not doing anything. It makes, and I'm saying this because I'm trying to motivate girls who, who, who think, well, I don't know how to dance, or, well, I'm not the best looking girl, or my body's not the best. It doesn't fucking matter. You can have a bomb-ass personality, and you can know how to talk to a guy, and you can make him feel like he's not even at a strip club. Make him feel important and special. Don't start off with, do you want a dance? No. If it's ever going to be to the point, it's going to be the customer asking you. Yeah. And that feels awesome when they do that because it's like, it you, you don't, it's straight to the point. But don't be that, don't be that girl because remember, there's 10 other girls that just went up and said the same thing. Right. Don't do that. Don't ever just go up to a guy and say, hey, do you want a lap dance? Yeah, That's it's a bad it. line. Hey, I'm desperate. Give me your money. Desperate and not creative and don't really care. Yeah, not creative at all. Who are you? You're not even showing some of your personality. Like, yeah. No. Something that I definitely want to get across, though, is, and, and this has something to do with so that nobody gets stuck in a scarcity mindset, is that even if all of these girls were making money, you would still make money. It has nothing to yeah. do with the fact that they're well, not true, doing anything. I mean, are you speaking about um, the abundancy is there for everybody? Exactly. It is. It's there for everybody. Except for those who are closing off to it. it exactly. So if they're closed-minded, if they're just like everybody in here sucks or whatever. But all the girls that are in there that are like, oh, the, tonight's going to go great. Tonight's going to go great and I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to do the best job that I possibly can. The money will be there for you if you show up that way. If you show up in the way that you're, you know you're going to make money and you really give it your all, you will. And it doesn't matter how many other girls are doing that. It could be all of them which the odds of that happening anytime soon are very slim. But I think that's a huge point that I want to make for this channel in particular is it's better when we're all making money. It just is because the happier we are, the happier the customers will be. The happier they are, the more money they're going to spend on everybody. And the more money they spend on everybody, the happier we're all going to be. Like, doesn't that make sense? It makes sense. It's the whole abundancy Okay, cool. All right, well, let me go ahead and say my first experience. I had already decided I was going to do it, too, and I roll up to a club. It was this hole-in-the-wall place called the Wild Joker. It was the middle of the day, maybe 1 p.m., maybe 2 p.m., in downtown Charleston, South Carolina. It was hot as hell outside. It was so hot out, and it was so bright. And I pull up in front of this little black and white checkered building and I sat there in the parking lot and I thought am I really gonna do this 
Because unlike you, I hadn't been anticipating this. I just hit a brick wall and I was like, fuck waitressing. I hate waiting on people for like a couple dollars. I had just had some girl at my table the night before that just, she threw me through a loop and I was like, I've got to do something different. So I had never thought about this before. So I'm in the car debating leaving and then I thought about her and I was like, I gotta go in. I was like, I have to go in. So going in, my first experience, it was dark and it looked kind of creepy from the outside and the bouncer was a slob and it grossed me out and I was like, this place is gonna be a total shithole. And it wasn't. It wasn't that dirty, and there were only a couple or a few girls in there, but they were all really, really, really nice. Like, I had no idea what to expect. I mean, you went in with a plan. I'm very impressed. I had no plan at all. Just, I need to make more money in a hurry and not have shitty bosses and work with people that I don't like. So I went in and went into the dressing room. There was nobody back there, but I felt like I was in a movie. Like there were these long, like the, uh, the, the vanity ones. Yes. Yeah. It was like these really long, like I, I felt like it was like a Marilyn Monroe, like sit down, kind of go-go dancer. To me, it's, can't, it's can't girl. very, I, I feel like that's very empowering. It was. It, I don't know. I, if you don't look at if if you don't look at this journey as an empowering thing, you're missing you out. Look, I mean, you're the shit. If you're gonna make money off of these guys, that's empowering. It is empowering. That's what you really it's, need to look at it. It's like. very empowering. I was listening to that podcast that that girl posted the other day, the very first one talking about smashing the patriarchy. Did you listen to that? Uh, no. I haven't finished it yet. I'm listening to her talking about the difference between power for women inside the strip club and outside the strip club. It is very different. And it's not that we can't carry that same power outside of it, but it's, there's just something, there's just something about being inside of strip club walls. It's just like, you know, you well, do. Well, let's be realistic speaking how men or women are wired. Yeah. Men aren't sexually wired. Yeah. That's why we fucking rule in the sex industry. Yeah. Men are sexually wired. That's the way they are. Yeah. This is the way they are. You're pretty much going to have them at your feet in that environment. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and if you are a fucking smart girl, then you're going to fucking make some money off of it. Yeah, and I think that that's really important what you just said. If you're smart, because... You could if go not, ahead and you're gonna be used, right? Exactly. And you're gonna be annoyed. Exactly. You could just play the girl that, or be the girl that is nervous and kind of lets people push her around and waste their time and whatever. Or you can just be like, you know what? I'm gonna get really good at this. I'm gonna learn it really well, and I'm really going to use it for all that it's worth because it's worth a lot. Yeah, it's worth a lot. So you're getting dressed. Yeah, so I get dressed. I don't have a clue what I wore. I definitely didn't go shopping for it. I totally... You probably just wore your normal lingerie. I, I had to have, and I'm sure whatever I even had wasn't if, nice. If it was one of those moments, like you just said, fuck it, you don't know what you're doing. Exactly. That's probably what yeah. you end up doing, just wearing your own. Yeah, I had no idea. Which so kind of cute, too. I guess, man. I was just like, I just needed a change. I didn't care what it was at the time. I just needed a change, and I needed it to be a good one. So I go and I sit down at this, like, vanity mirror, and I'm just staring at myself in this thing, and I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. 
like you're in a strip club right now and I was like all right well finish getting ready and go and I don't remember I'm sure I must have touched up my makeup or something and uh, put my clothes on and then I went and got on the stage and I had already been hired. I didn't even get on stage to try out. So, because the first thing... That's probably the difference between a more strict club that they want to see you up there than to one that's a little bit more laid back and like, hey, you're hired. It was a hole in the wall strip club that, you know, they don't give a fuck. They just needed girls. So when I walked in, the owner comes up to me. I don't know if I talked about this. I don't think I actually talked about this on the first episode. The owner came up to me and he was like, you want a job here? And I was like, yeah, I want a job here. I thought he was going to be a sleazeball. I thought this guy was going to be a total sleazeball. And I'm sitting down at the bar and he walks up to me and he was smoking hot. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, where did this guy come from? And he was married and he made it very clear he was married and he didn't fuck around with anybody. And I was like, well, what? Why are you so telling me this? So he was very professional, I guess? Yeah, he was very, yeah, very professional. Definitely a family guy. That's good. Yeah, and he thought out told me, he was like, listen, you don't want to stay in this industry. You want to pick a goal and you want to reach that goal. And he meant financial. And he goes, and then you oh, want to really? get out. Oh, really? That's kind of cool. I mean, that's a good advice. Yeah, it was good advice, but I never picked With good a... intention, I would say. It was very good intention. But he t- yeah, that's a good advice. That's a really good intention. Yeah, it was. It, he was very sweet. But I never picked a financial goal. I just wanted to travel. So there was no end goal for me because there was always somewhere new to go. So yeah. I never picked a goal, which I regret, by the way. I think that that's very important to pick more serious goals than that. To be quite honest, I thought because of listening to a bunch of government conspiracy theories, I thought the world was going to fucking collapse. I really did. I thought the world was going to end. Like, the government was going to take over and we were going to all literally end up in, like, jail cells and stuff like that. Like, I really believed that. And so I thought, you know what, fuck it. If the world's going to collapse, I just want to see as much of it as I possibly can before that happens. So that was it. I didn't have a plan for my future. I just wanted to have fun. Which, I mean, it's good that you did don't regret it but we were just too young and this is this is why you girls are lucky listening to this because no one told us anything no one gave us advice right if i would have came across a channel or a podcast and the girl would have been like hey start investing put some money away pretend tax yourself pretty much that's what a lot of successful people do i've been doing that recently i well i'm not working right now but i did do that tax yourself and just don't touch that money Yeah, don't touch it. I would think the best idea would be to invest it in something like silver or gold, but I don't know that that's true. I'm just saying it's because I did it, and I invested like like seven years ago or something like that, and it has literally held its exact same value for the last seven years. Like I just cashed it in so that I could invest it in cryptocurrency, and if I hadn't invested it in silver and gold, it would be gone. If I had kept it in cash, it would be gone. So if yeah. you don't invest it in something, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who all is going to be listening. I'm sure there's some people that will be able to hold on to just cash. 
but it's hard not to spend. It really is. It really is. Yeah, it is. It's because it's like, you think, oh, well, I'll just make it back. It doesn't matter. But it's a big freaking deal because... The For time example, will go by like and you're going to want to be able to have I something. I would have put in my mind, oh, I only made 500 I would have been satisfied. If I would have automatically the first night made it a habit to take 100 out because I made enough right. to take 100 out, right. oh, I would have been God, I can't imagine how much money I would have if I did that. Yeah, that's the biggest, like, advice. Just yeah, $100. You know what? I think that's a really good thing that you just said that. I think that should be someone's baseline is $100. Every single night you work, save $100 and invest it in something. Or just save it until, like, pick a goal. And you shouldn't be only making $100. No, of course not. Pay. Yeah, of course not. That should be your, be, much more. But I don't want to say that. If you work all week or four days, and one night you make $100, don't be disencouraged. Because yeah. guess what? The other three nights you made 600 Exactly. Don't be disencouraged because that will ruin the rest of the week. Just be like, okay, cool. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah, exactly. And I would say if you only make $100 on one night, I would still say save it. I would say make that a religious a habit. Save it. Every single night you work, save $100 no matter what. That will increase. That will exponentially and it's possible increase so to fast. Make, to be okay with up to your bills. I mean, because yeah. if you're coming from a normal job. Yeah, exactly. And you could manage then, or you were, even if you were struggling, at least you kind of could manage. Right. Then you could definitely manage For sure. dancing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, because, I mean, even if you just you go into work, that night and you only make a hundred dollars like you said the other night you made six so you can use some of that money instead of using the money that you just made there and i would think that doing a percentage would be smarter maybe but i don't even know why i would say that because doing percentages is hard to figure out if you just do a a straight up one hundred dollars no matter what you're gonna save that that would make a lot of sense because Really, you're probably going to work a lot. And if you get good at this, which you can and you will, I'm sure, I hope, if you really if you really try, you can, then you're going to be working a lot. You're probably not going to leave this job for a long time. You're probably not going to leave for a oh, long time. Oh, uh, here's um, one, a big thing that you might hear if you look really, really young, um, like if you go right at 18, 19, or whatever, you might get this, please don't let that even bother you, you might get this comment, oh, because um, you look young, and some idiot guy is probably going to say something like, you're so pretty and young, like, why are you here? Oh my god, that's such a ridiculous comment. Uh. Yeah, like, oh, or you're like my daughter's age, you're younger than my daughter. Yeah, and, and all, here I am sitting on your lap. Why are you here, <laughs> yeah. surrounded by girls that are naked? your daughter's age but don't be so rude about it you can just yeah no yeah don't don't say anything like that don't let those comments get to you because these idiots would do the same thing if they were in our shoes yeah and really they're probably not i mean they're definitely not saying it to be rude i think they genuinely don't know what the fuck to say sometimes (laughs) yeah it really doesn't make sense as a comment for anyone to say but they will say it definitely and yeah don't take that as i mean i truly think that they're trying to say it as a compliment so i wouldn't take it in in any type of negative way but honestly I would just try to play that into getting a dance like right there I would move in for the kill as soon as someone says something like that 
Like, well, I might look sweet and innocent, but I really have something I'd like to show you. Damn, Alaska. <laughs> that was really kinky. I like that one. Take notes, ladies. That was really good. I think that it's a really good time, like, when out of the blue to just go for the kill. I mean, as soon as something crosses your Especially mind. Especially because of that. Because that can either, you can make the thing, you can turn that situation into something awkward and let it show in your face. Right. And be like, oh, shit. Or. You are, you're right. You're my dad's age. Or you can be kinky about it and smart and remember why you're there. Yeah. Um, that is a really good response. Yeah. Every single time I'm talking to somebody, and I did this a lot this last time when I was in D.C., I would start off hard. Like, I would start off real flirty, real whatever, and if I could tell they kind of weren't really feeling it yet or they weren't comfortable or whatever, I would back off and I would go kind of into like normal person talk, not acting so much like a stripper. And then if they started to bore me at all, mid-sentence that they're talking about whatever or I'm talking about something and all of a sudden I would just take a left turn and I would go in for it hard again. Like I'm trying to think of what I would say, what I said last time I was there, but just anything that comes to your mind. If you're starting to get bored and that's the beautiful thing about stripping and customers is you can try literally anything and it doesn't matter how it sounds it doesn't matter if it sounds but also remember just in case you get stuck with your creative i guess these are kind of like pickup lines if you get stuck in the creativeness it's okay because guess what men are physical just putting your hand on his lap if you're sitting beside him if you didn't want to go too aggressive and sit on his lap because sometimes I do that but I do it in a playful manner I'll sit on his lap but if you're a little bit shy and you're sitting beside him just you putting your hand on his lap is that's a good one too or you you could even get up and get in his lap all of a sudden if you get bored or whatever or you can tell that the conversation's not it's not exciting enough it's not exciting enough to make someone move to make them get up and come with you just mid-sentence just stop and stare at him and then get in his lap and be like hey let's go you know, like enough fucking That's around. That's like, let's go. for me so many times. You have to analyze the situation. If you talking and him talking is only going to make shit worse, because sometimes it does. Yes, sometimes absolutely. Sometimes you guys really just, the conversation's not going good. Things are getting awkward. The more he opens his mouth, the more you open your mouth. Then that's when you do what Valeska said. Just sit on his lap and just. Give him a little wink and be like, okay, I think it's time. Yeah, exactly. Hardcore eye contact, just sexy eyes. Put your head down and look at him through under your eyelashes. I've heard that that's a very... And I really do think that eyes are a big, big thing. I've noticed. Eyes are more sexual than lips. Yeah, they're important. I'm I'm just throwing this out there because I've made more money. We have to visually look good, right? So makeup-wise, when you've... Okay, I'm just going to throw this. When I focus on my eyes and less on my lips, that is more intense because you're already in a dark place. So if you put eyeliner, obviously the bottom liner, top liner, whatever you like, it'll make your eyes look even more intense. Eye contact is a big one. Yeah. I mean, I know some girls, they rock their red lipstick and it's bold and it's sexy and it's awesome. But for me personally, it's just always worked for me. And I know because I watch a lot of makeup channels. And I know because I've experienced myself. When you put red lipstick on, it draws away attention from your eyes. Ah, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, 
So, like, if you put red lipstick on, you know, which is good, you can also use that to your advantage, but from my experience, eyes are a big weapon in a good way. I would have never can... thought about that. That's a really good point, though. But, but yeah. yeah, but red lipstick also, but what you said, though, it also is good because I've heard that red lips kind of, as is going to sound ridiculous, but... Uh, and maybe I'm wrong, but this is what I've heard. No, I think you're. I think I know where you're going, and I think you're right. Go ahead. It's, what you're gonna say. it's a very sexual thing. Like if you're, it, it makes it, it look actually, like you're blood. This is an actual fact. A long time ago, um, you know when they used to burn women because they thought they were witches. Oh God! Yeah. They, yeah, I know. This is a long time ago, but they thought um, women who used red lips were. Um, it was a, a way of voodoo because it it was kind of like persuading a man to marry him. Wow. And there's a lot of statistics, and a long time ago, so they would be intimidated by the red lips. And there's statistics that have shown that if you go to work, and this is not dancing, normal. If you go to work with red lips, if you go to work with makeup, period, but red lips specifically, your chances go higher of getting a raise than if you don't. And that just shows you how visual they are. And so, yeah, red lips are awesome. I was just saying, you know, I always go for the intense eyes, but you'd be surprised what red lips can do. And But then again, you have to also put into consideration your skin type, your skin color, your hair color. True. Uh, you know, just a bunch of things. And what it's going to look like in the dark light because that switches yeah. around a lot. That's why I was going for the eyes. Maybe red lips in the dark is just going to look like a really dark lip color. You might look a little mean. I've gotten that hmm, a lot. Interesting. When I wear a, a lipstick and, and it's dark, I look mean. Opposed what? to if I'm just wearing lip gloss and the attention is on my eyes, and I look, like, bubbly, and my eyes are, like, baby doll, like, oh, look at me. So you have to be careful because everything looks different in the dark. That's why I would say do the eye thing. Like, sometimes I would be in the dressing room, and I could just see girls just stick fake lashes on, and it would look kind of funny in the light, but when you go in the dark, it's like their eyes pop out, and it's like... It's really pretty. Right. Yeah, I, I liked fake eyelashes a lot. I really did. Because um, it's kind of like they're flirting with you. You're going to get so good at it that you're going to be able to walk in bare face and just see your presence, your attitude, and your body language. You get so good at it that you can, you're just going to be able to walk bare face and get money. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I got to the point. I did that a lot. Yeah, me too. I got to the point that days that I just didn't feel like fucking around. Like I'm not wasting time. I don't really care what my makeup looks like. Like I want it to look good. But if there's anybody in the club when I walk in, I'm not gonna go waste my time putting makeup on. I'm gonna go talk to them immediately. I would walk in the door with backpack on my shoulder and no makeup on and shorts and a tank top. And if I walked past anybody on my way to the dressing room, I would approach them and I'd put my arms around their neck and I'd start talking to them and I'd ask them for a dance. And I would get dances. And it was just like... if I, Just listening to you talk like that, if I was a guy and you and I just saw you walk in in your normal clothes and you did that to me, I would be turned on by the amount of confidence that you just had to do that. Interesting. Because I would be like, I would, honestly. I would be turned on, just, just the way the way that you played that scenario out, you wearing some normal freaking shorts and flip-flops and a backpack. And then I would look around and look at all these dolled-up girls and think to myself, well, none of them have talked to me. Right. And this one just walks in and hugs me. She's got more personality than all these 
girls combined. So I, I really, I would, I would think that that's how a guy would see you. Because that's if I was a guy, I'd be like, holy shit, this girl's bold and confident. That's sexy. Yeah, that is definitely something that stripping has given most girls that I've met. Like they become super confident because of it. It just gives you this feeling of of power. Empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. I mean, this is going to sound ridiculous, but like I knew that guys liked girls before I started working as a stripper. But I grew up in a town where boys didn't, they didn't seem to like girls at all. They were, like, mean. I don't even know how to say it. They didn't want to be around you or whatever, make fun of you or whatever. I didn't know that that was normal for little boys to do. I don't even know if it really is normal for little boys to do or not. But I didn't realize the extreme that guys really, really like women until I started stripping. I didn't know. I just didn't know. I didn't realize that that they were wired completely different than us. Like, I didn't know that. So when I started, I didn't look at it like, they need me. I didn't look at it like that. I didn't look at it like, women are like the most important thing in most men's lives. Not all. I'm sure not all. But the majority of men, we are on their minds And you want to know something? Now that you're saying that, it makes sense why... Some men are assholes specifically to women because they are insecure about that idea. Because that idea is true. That is a reality. Yeah. That men need women. And there's two types of guys. Obviously, the other the, the other type is probably a gentleman or just a nicer guy who can just accept it and be like, I fucking love women. Yeah, but I love that. But the opposite, which is a fucking dickhead because he is intimidated by the reality. Yeah. It's the reality. And a lot of these guys that are intimidated of that reality are where men who are like, they want to put down a a female as much like no you belong in the kitchen as soon as a female starts getting a little bit Uh, of power they get scared you know what I'm saying like because they're so intimidated by the idea because the reality is what you just said right now unless you're gay men need women they they just do they just do and you're either gonna accept it as a guy and fucking be like fuck yeah and appreciate them and or you're gonna be a dick about it but most men that go to strip clubs are there because they openly fucking love women. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to get a douchebag or two, but you just brush them off and go to the next one. I'd never thought about that until just now. It was a learning curve for me to go from being shy to confident, but it was at some point it was like I really got the realization that they just think about us differently. They think about us way differently than we think about them. Like, they get way more attached. They get way more lovey-dovey. They get way more angry about thing, relationships that if they're going wrong. Uh, this is something that I read, and I think it's true now that I'm looking back at experiences. Women fall faster for guys. I've heard this. But men fall deeper. I've heard this before. Yep. And, and, and I, it takes I, them longer yeah. to get over us. Like, we can just, 
yeah. for us it's over and then it's over and then for them it's over and they're like fuck for like years <laughs> so yeah I've heard that that's true I'm sure you know I'm sure it's all case by case but I definitely believe that and we're just bringing these things up so you can really stamp that in your brain yeah so when you walk into a club there should be no reason why you're intimidated exactly at all exactly no other girls should intimidate you and the customers are the last they're the last ones because they're the ones that are going to give you money and you have to look at them like you're here because of me exactly now grace me with my money and i'll grace you with my presence it's a fair even exchange but i would say i would say that a little bit differently i would say for the girl to go first for her to grace him with her presence first in a strong and powerful way in the way that makes him feel compelled to be like oh my god i need to give this girl all my money make it so it's like the give and take but be the giver first and that's another thing about the law of reciprocity i'm sure you and i have talked about this before but the law of reciprocity says that when someone gives something to you, you feel obligated to do something else for this person. Even if they do something that they weren't asking for anything in return. Like, for example, giving somebody a ride. You give somebody a ride that needs one from work or something, they're going to feel compelled to give you stuff in the future. Like, if they have a, an outfit they want to get rid of, they might ask you first, hey, I have an outfit, do you want to have I it? I or... the, like, the natural human uh gratitude yes. in a way yes and and because, here's another thing though yeah. is if you meet people that don't like to reciprocate if they just take 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 and they don't feel this natural urge to reciprocate to give back get the fuck away from that person because that's just not yeah because there are healthy. a lot of takers there's out a there. lot of takers. there are a lot of takers out there if they've always been like that their whole life that's the only thing they're going to attract. They're going to attract shitty situations from them, for them. And then um, everybody around this person, it's not going to take them long to figure out this person's pattern. It's just it's not going to be good for them. Yeah, or for anybody around them. It's just not healthy. It's not a healthy friendship. It's not a healthy... I mean, that's certainly not a friendship. If somebody just keeps taking from you. The, the law of reciprocity is a really, really, really interesting one. And that's why when I would walk up to customers, I wouldn't just... You not all the time. Sometimes, sometimes yes, sometimes no. It would just kind of depend on. You really got to read these people when you walk up to them. See how they're feeling. See if they're a little bit standoffish or nervous or whatever. But a lot of guys, I would walk up to, and I would put my hands on their neck, and I would start to massage their neck, and right there, that is an instant give. I am giving these people not only my presence, not only my attention, not only my full attention, eyes focused on theirs, totally there with them, but also I'm massaging them. I'm giving them physical pleasure on top of physical pleasure that nobody else in the club was doing. I mean, I saw a lot of girls in there, well, I saw a couple girls at at the club that we worked at, they would do massages, but they were paid massages. It was like they'd walk up and talk to somebody and be like, hey, do you want a massage? And then they would go sit down. I would sit down with people and start massaging them. So that was an instant gift. I actually actually do remember you doing that. You used to 
you had like a little oil or something. Yeah, well, I also did paid massages at one point, too. It would be like I'd walk up to somebody, and I, I can't believe you remember that. I'd walk up to people, and I would start massaging their neck or whatever, and if they would say something about it feeling good, and I tried to sell a dance, or sometimes sometimes I would do it even if I hadn't tried to sell a dance yet, then I would ask them, well, would you like a massage? You can come over here and sit down, and we can do a massage for, I think I told them $20 a song. So, and I'm pretty sure I straight up said it was $20 a song, because the dances were 30 They were anywhere from 20 to 30 So, I'm pretty sure I just immediately up front just let them know it would be $20 a song. And that's another decent way to make money. And if you really think about it, a lot of, well, I don't know, for different clubs, but for us at Mons, a lot of these guys were businessmen who yeah. probably stressed out. Yeah. A massage sounds really like a really fair trade. I mean, it sounds really good. You're surrounded by beautiful, topless women women or nude and you're getting a massage that's awesome yeah I would not recommend this for everybody I've I've been interested in massages since I was literally like six years old yeah you can't be clueless yeah if you suck at it because let me tell you something if I try to give a massage I my I'm I don't I don't think I push hard enough I don't I'll just be like, you're better off getting a dance. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here's another thing. Even besides massages, you could scratch their back. You know, you could scratch their back. You could take your fingers and rub your fingers through the back of their hair. I wouldn't go far up their hair, though, at all. Because some guys don't like that. Some guys don't have real hair. Maybe scratch their back and stuff. Because people do. They love physical contact. If you have the right person, especially, it feels really good to get a back rub or scratch or whatever but you got to read these people you got to watch their face while they're they're getting it and if they give you a kind of a cringe maybe you should move on maybe that's maybe that should be it for that one and don't be afraid to move on yeah don't be afraid to move on yeah definitely just go Uh, to the next with a positive attitude all right i think we should go ahead and cut this this has been about this has been an hour long exactly and i i'm i have all these tactic ideas in my mind like the more we the more topics we go into the more I'm like okay tactics like here we go and then I'm like no we should just leave it there because that was that was a good that was good so I hope you guys enjoyed this talk and we'll talk later yeah all right guys take care this has been fun we hope you guys really enjoyed this and we will see you on the next episode bye